Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blackboard Podcast. And uh, we are also SEU on patrol. Um, this is your host, Carlos. Uh, unfortunately, Randall, my co-host, couldn't be here today. Uh, so his wife uh, has uh, had a procedure done. So hopefully she gets better and he'll be back on. Um, hopefully you guys are doing good during the semester. It's almost over. I think it's. I think we're reaching the halfway point. Um, and today we also ho- today we are going to have two guests and well maybe three. Um, and today we're going to talk about the SWAT team here in Iron County. And to kind of give us a good glimpse of that, we're going to ha- we have Nate Williams, which is the commander of the of the SWAT team. Hello. How's it going? It's going well. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it, Lieutenant. And then we also have Sean Peterson with the county. Hello. How's it going, Sean? Good. Thanks for having me. All right. And then we also have Diego. He's my son. I, he came along with me. How's it going? Good. All right. So thanks for coming over here, guys. I know you guys are busy. Uh, and then Sarge, you're with Cedar City Police Department, correct? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. And what what's your what are you doing right now? What's so I'm the administrative sergeant right now. Oh man, that sounds important. It, well, not really, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he sits at a desk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the way it goes. That, that is my life story right now. That's right. So what do you what do you do there? What's your job duties on that? Okay, so that one uh, I'm in charge of records, uh, making sure all the reports when they come and get checked and you know ver- uh, validated. I'm over evidence, over training. And then, you know, on the commander side, I guess I'm over SWAT, so. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. And then, Sean, you're with the Sheriff's Department? That is correct. K-9 guy? Yes. Are you are you now the, like, the lead K-9 guy now? Um, no. So my coordinator, we have a K-9 coordinator that kind of oversees our program. Who's that? And that's Jason Thomas. Oh, he's still doing that? Yeah, oh, yeah. He's he's too too valuable to let go of this, so we keep him around. Oh, really? Yeah, so he oversees our program, makes sure we do our records and all right. tracks all that stuff, keeps up to date with the case law and whatnot. So, so that's why you guys keep him. Very good. <laughs> it's like, oh. <laughs> well, that's good. That's awesome. So, but besides that, you pretty much are the one that does all the trainings, right? Yeah. So, um, we, we kind of have a Metro team. We, we train together. So we take Cedar City's dog, Perwin's dog, UHP will join us once in a while along with DNR's dog. So we just invite everybody to come and, and take turns setting up training and just making sure that we're, we're up to standards with what is expected yeah. of us. So. Oh yeah. So if DNR, if you guys need a bag of cookies found, DNR. <laughs> <laughs> Carver, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. Well, and that's going to be another show that we're going to talk about. So we will don't say anything more because then it's going to blow it for the rest of uh, the week. So today we're just going to, we're just going to talk about SWAT and, in Iron County, what I don't know, I'm not sure that a lot of people know that there's a SWAT team, and I just want people to know, like, hey, you guys, that it's how much of a benefit it is to to the community uh, in crisis, and you know, just to go out and maybe uh, I don't want to say show you guys off, but maybe to kind of do a little PR. Yeah, uh, what was the one in the park we did last year? 
Oh, that was that was two years ago. The hot dogs in the park, and we'll be doing that again this year. Okay, good. so hot dogs mm. in the park. Huh? Yeah, hot dogs in the park. It's a big canine fundraiser that we do with our uh, our nonprofit organization that supports us, Friends of Iron County Canine. They do a they do a big demo. We'll come out and show the dogs off, and then we will be doing a SWAT demonstration. So, oh, that's way cool. Yeah, that's we'll bring really out cool. bring out some of our gear and uh, probably do another explosive breach, breach on a door and. Show the show the public what we're there to do. So nice. And where? Um, uh, how many people show up to that? Usually, oh. would you say? And how long have you guys been doing so that? So we just started that uh, two years ago. We delayed it because of COVID last year and just everything going on. Um, but this year we're bringing it back, and and we we grossly underestimated the amount of people that were going to show up. It was it was awesome to see the outpouring of support from the community. Um, and so we, I mean, we would brand to the, to Lynn's to buy more hot dogs and more buns because we, we were out of them super quick. So I, I couldn't even tell you how many were there last year. I just know that it was an amazing turnout and, and we made, we made a lot of money that went on to support the dogs. So it was great. No, that is awesome. And so the next one that's coming up is when now? Um, it's going to be in August. I would have to find the date. Um, okay. But uh, but yeah, it's coming up the first of August. We'll be getting flyers put out. I know that um, the Friends organization was working with the mayor to get it put in her newsletter that she sends out. So people should be seeing that here pretty quick. Awesome. Yeah, what do you think? Hot dogs with canine dogs? Sounds pretty me, good, huh? That's making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's gonna be lunchtime soon. Well, awesome. Well, let's. Uh, so, uh, Commander Sarge, well, I don't even know T one. Uh, Phoenix one. He's Phoenix, Phoenix one. one. Phoenix yeah. one. Yeah, I gave him that name, yeah. so yeah. it's gonna stick. Yeah. No, yeah. so everybody when you see him. <laughs> Phoenix <laughs> one. Yep, he's the man. Whew. So, when did SWAT get created here in Southern Utah? Okay, so Southern Utah, we established back in uh, 1999 is when they first organized the uh, SWAT team comprising of 12 guys. And who are those 12? Do you know who they are? Ooh. Oh. Let's see. Chief Brown, Chief Carpenter. Uh, Dave McIntyre. McIntyre. Who else was on there? Uh, Bullock. Bullock was on there. That's a stud right there. Griffiths, Griffiths was on there. So there's, yeah, there's a few just off the top of my head. I don't remember them all. I apologize. However, we uh, do got, uh, you know, on the patch. I don't know if you remember that. We got a star on each one of our, you know, oh for yeah, each one of the original I got members. One of those as a memorabilia. Right, you remember yeah. those days. Oh yeah, absolutely. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I still love it. Yeah. All right. So you and you and you said it was in 1999. 1999. It was, it was established, huh? Oh, nice. So task force. They had just start believe. I'll try not to slaughter because it, it would have been about year, yeah, about a year and a half before I got on. Uh, but they had established the narcotics task force, and the narcotics task force, being on a narcotics task force board, realized the need for a special weapons and tactics team to be able to support the narcotics investigations here in Iron County. Nice. And who's comprised of that board that that is pretty much, I'm assuming, responsible for the SWAT team and kind of, and do they kind of help make decisions, policies, and procedures? They help push all that through. So we're under the guidance of the Iron Garfield Beaver Narcotics Task Force now. Um, I believe in the, in, in the initiation part of it, it was just Iron Garfield. I don't believe Beaver was a part of it at that time. And who's, and who are those members in there? So we have uh, basically the 
heads of the agencies, be it sheriff, chief, marshal, uh, there's county attorney, county attorneys out of Garfield County, uh, Beaver County, Beaver Sheriff, they all sit on that board. Nice, very nice. And uh, so with the SWAT team, what what is the training that is required? Like, let's say, let's let's start from the bottom. Like, let's say uh, somebody wanted somebody from an agency wanted to be on the SWAT team. What is the process that they have to go through to get in with you guys? Kind of, kind of interesting. Ask that. We're actually starting our next selection process on Wednesday, and that's Sean's baby. So I'll let you, I'll let you throw that oh, one over. How's that? Right. Right. So so basically what what we look. So it's not something you can just walk into. Right. So we, yeah. we want to have experience. Um, so we've three years is what we, we what we like to see at least three years working patrol before we make that move. Um, however, it can be waverable uh, up to the board and to the commander. Um, and so that's that's the you have to meet that. You can't have any. Um, negative actions against you in your career. You can't have any um, um, valid complaints. I and that's say, through or, the or, agency, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So no, nothing with any sort of uh, time off without pay. Right. If that happens, then it's a definite three years before you can even even remotely be a part okay. of it. So I mean, we're 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 considered the the top tier, and and so we've got to hold ourselves to that to that higher standard. Um, and so we have to make so once once they meet that criteria then they got to go through the selection process um and that's something that we've we've constantly been evolving um but as it stands right now when they show up candidates show up they take a pt test um uh, it's it's nothing too crazy it it just checks for their ability to you know be able to move and get over obstacles and do it in a timely manner um after they complete the pt test we go into some scenarios uh that we consider advanced patrol scenarios to just make sure that their tactics are on point um we're not evaluating them on swat tactics per se it's more to see what they how they react in advanced patrol situations um once they conclude with that they go in on a a sneak where they have to sneak in on a, a target um and they get one shot with their rifle to make that that shot um, to show proficiency with their long gun um, and then we go into their weapons qual portion where we do pistol and rifle put them through that uh, and once that's all over we we conduct a team interview uh, commander comes up with questions that he wants asked all the team members are welcome to sit in on it we ask the questions and then at the conclusion of it we basically have a round table and discuss each applicant and see see how they how they did how they performed where we think they are mentally physically if they're ready to to go forward in their in the process um something new we've kind of talked about doing is, is we're going to be interviewing their coworkers and their their supervisors see what their opinion is of them see if SWAT's a thing for them to do um and once they get through all that if they get selected for a for a position on the team um, we send them through a basic SWAT school. So, dang, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a lot. So, uh, what's the PT test like? Uh, I know you were, you kind of briefly talked about it. Um, what's the time limit? Just somebody that doesn't know, just take them, take me to that process. Um, so this is more of like a, a skills proficiency test. So, um, and I don't have the times. So I don't have my little paper, but it's oh, it's right around okay. two two thirty. Two, 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 yeah, right in there. 
We try not to um, tell them that way. They're not. Uh, yeah, they got to no, give it their so own. Lives, I don't yeah. think they'll be listening, luckily. But um, <laughs> so basically, what they, they it starts off with a sprint. Um, you got to run and jump over a six foot fence. And while you're doing this, you're in your gear, um, duty belt, vest. Um, go sprint, jump over a fence. Then we run down a hill, grab up a 12 pound sledgehammer. Got to run up and down a couple flights of stairs, and then run 300 meters. Um, and then once you get there, it's the you turn and jump over the yeah, hurdle. Yeah, you got to do hurdles, and then you've got to simulate jumping over a uh, uh, a ditch, like a jump, ditch, like a, a three foot ditch back and forth. And then you have to end out with a 185 pound dummy drag. Um, and so, yeah, it's it's it's, it's gassy. Intense. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a so it's a short cool. time, but it's it's to basically just make sure that you know, hey, you, you can still walk when it's all said and done. So yeah. That is awesome. That's 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 a lot. I mean, do you guys uh, do you guys get people that are like, hey, they you weed them out? Yeah, yeah. We've we've had one guy um, that. So this is this is the initial that we go through things, and you know, it's done in our last last testing or two testings ago. We did. We had to have that hard conversation and say, hey, you know, got to here's some ideas and, and we, and we want to see these guys be successful, right? They're our coworkers. And so we help them. And, and some guys sometimes have the realization that, Hey, this isn't for me. Other guys, it's, it's, you know, Hey, this is what you need to do. Go work on it. We'll help you however we can and then bring them back. So. Yeah. We got a couple guys on the team that are at least on our department that are our PT coordinators. So even amping those guys up, getting ready to go to basic squat school, start working with those guys on uh, physical fitness routines, nutrition, how to prepare them best for because like Sean said we we want them to succeed and we'll do everything we can that's awesome that is great um so within the SWAT team you guys have what what different I don't want to say would you say branches or how many teams because I know you guys have the set team and does that do they have to go through the same PT test yeah so we'll, we'll run them through that same basic uh application process all those scenarios etc uh, they're not held to the same requirements for training standards attending training uh, because they're basically our containment team guys gas team guys driving our armored rescue vehicles uh, helping prep gear for missions etc okay and do you guys in you know if for some reason you guys don't have enough people would you guys do you guys feel comfortable enough using those guys like a, as an entry team member no no, no if you're on set, you're you're not allowed to make entry. In order to make entry, you have to be SWAT qualified. So okay, okay. It may not be that we don't trust them per se, but right. we, you have to have that level of proficiency. Yeah, right. maybe I shouldn't have used that word because <laughs> we're we're comfortable with our guys. We, yeah. I mean, we really love our guys. They're the best best out there, as far as I'm concerned. But the big buzzword of of law enforcement, right? The liability side of things yeah, yeah. in order to to do it and protect. Phoenix one over here. We got to make sure that we're only sending the certified guys in. So that's right. P one is a he's a sensitive man sometimes. <laughs> um, so so within that, how many people do you guys have? Like on a set team, snipers, um, entry team, what other specialty? Oh, we've got uh, do you have? explosive breaching. Uh, we use utilize canine. 
uh, like I said, our Markman observers, uh, getting ready to hopefully send three more guys through that program here. I believe it's the end of August, right? Yes. Yeah, so mm-hmm. end of August we should have a total of four Markman observers. Uh, like I said, on the set team side, most of the guys that get on it, they don't want to be necessarily set. They want to be SWAT, yeah. right? So we got a lot of more entry guys than we do have set team, but we love having our set team guys. Uh, fortunately, we just got on board with uh, local docs here, and uh, we're starting our tactical EMS program. We're getting a lot of good support from those Dang. guys. Yep. Man, you guys are making and that's been that's been about you know we'll see. The team's been open twenty some odd twenty two year, years. Twenty two years, and that's been about. Well, we did have a couple medics right off the bat, but um, I'd say one maybe seventeen years. We haven't had a medic. Well, sorry, excuse me. We have a medic, right. but the actual total program. So that's what we're working on now. That's very mm-hmm. that that's good. That's good to have one of those. Now will will the medic be let's say you guys get deployed somewhere will will and you require like medical just in case cuz it's that dangerous. Would would that doctor go with you guys? Will you guys suit him up and so we want to keep them uh, obviously safe. We're right. tr- trying to work on some body armor stuff for those guys right now, but we do have a entry team member that is a medic. Medic trained, so it'd be a matter of on-site you know, okay. taking care of them, then get them to a warm zone where we got our docs there waiting. Yeah. And what what is the yearly qualifications for that? Is, is it you go in there and you're done, or do you guys do you guys qualify yearly, quarterly? How do you guys to I guess to recertify again? I don't know. What, yeah. So like our firearms and such. No, just the, like you know how you go through the PT test. Uh-huh. You have to do that every year, and also with firearms. Mm. I mean, what uh, what other stuff do you guys have to uh, keep recertifying? Because I'm assuming it's it's fluid, it's, it's continuous that you have to keep uh, keep up on your training on certifications and right. So obviously, certifications when it comes down to say like a chemical munitions things like that, we're doing that uh, once twice a year. Flashbangs. Uh, noise flash diversionary devices, excuse me. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, flash uh, firearms. But the the biggest thing is we're, we're holding ourselves to a standard of 75% attendance of all no. trainings. And man. right now we're running four hours a week. So Diego's like, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it is a big commitment. Uh, I mean, our operational tempos come up. We've had a lot more missions in the last – what six months than yeah. we've maybe had over the past few years. Really? Yeah. yeah, it's really picking up. Man, I remember when, and I said, you know, when I was on SWAT, it was like it was a small group, Sarge. Right. It was a small group. No, no, it was it was it was rough there for a long time, but you know, sticking in it and keep on pushing, make it better and better. And now I got a command staff that is just absolutely incredible. They have pushed these guys, the. Uh, desire to be a SWAT team member is just off, you know, coming through the roof. It's just, it's great. I love the way the team's going. Well, um, I don't, don't want to make you blush, but <laughs> um, So, um, I, what is, I know all three of you have been in SWAT, so what is it like being in SWAT? Well, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Wowzers. That is a good question. What a great DJ. All right, you're not, he's not allowed to talk <laughs> to <him. laughs> That was too deep of a question. Kind of stop it. You know, it's like I said, it's it's humbling, as it were, um, at least for me, uh, having been on it for so long and kind of keeping that drive. It was hard at first, you know, when there's just maybe get called out once a year, and you have to keep that training ongoing and ongoing time away from your family. Um, it, it, 
to get to the point now where we're finally starting to pick up that tempo for me is now it's been worth that, you know, 20 years. So, yeah. And I just, you know, I just want to say that I remember when training guys, some of them, you know, it was rough. It was rough. Mm -hmm. And, and just to kind of echo what you're saying to go from that to now, I got to give credit to you because you have been in there. You, if it, and I've said it before and I'll say it again. And some people might not agree with me, but I know that if it wasn't for you and, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if the SWAT team would have, would have survived and it would have probably would have had to been recreated. And then also with uh, chief Brown, I think that was to me, that was the most powerful leadership I've had in, in SWAT. Like I just, I knew that everywhere we went, when we went to marijuana grows, like I had no worries. I went in there. I didn't even worry about anything because I know we, we had good leadership. And because of that, we were going to have good, a good plan, good training. And um, anyway, and, and for you to see what it's come, you know, what it is now, it's man. And then you got Sean that is just, uh, when I got to give him credit because he is, he has stepped up and when, you know, and I think when I realized that is when you said, Hey, Sean, you know, Sean's doing this, Sean's doing that When before it's like, man, Nate would never, he, you would be, I got to do this because I, it needs to be done. Right. And for you to say that Sean's got it, that's, that's saying a lot. So I agree. I mean, on, on, on that, I'm fortunate to be in this See, spot. Now Sean's I, blushing. Look at that. <laughs> I'm, I'm always red. Right. right. I'm fortunate to be in the spot that I am, that I had great mentorship raising up, great leaders to kind of follow and see what I, what what worked, what didn't, at least in my mind. But I would give 100% of the team credit right now to my assistant commander and my two team leaders. They, these guys are the ones that are pushing it through. It's, I'm just happy to be a part of it. That's a good leader because mm. a good leader doesn't take all the credit. So once again, I just solidifies what I said, <laughs> Nate. Um, yeah, it's, uh, and I know with the County you guys had, you guys, you guys ha kind of had your own SWAT team for a while and, but now it's like a merger now. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So when, uh, Sheriff Carpenter was the, the commander of the team, um, he brought all the heads to the table and, and brought us together, um, which has been good. He actually, we, we've got kind of a partnership with Beaver County and their team, uh, mutual aid support and so if anything's going on where they need extra guys or we need extra guys uh, which we had a deployment uh, about a month ago now roughly um, they sent a couple guys down you know we we went out and call 3 30 in the morning and so which means those guys had to wake up at one o'clock you know and come down and support us and so it, it's it's been really good you know the sheriff the sheriff really did a great thing by bringing us together it's it's brought all of our assets together and and we're just doing great stuff so and I gotta send. I gotta. I gotta give props to Beaver, the SWAT team. Yep. I understand they're pretty. Uh, no, they're, pretty they're great. I'm, I've been really impressed. Really impressed. Not knowing anything about them to be able to uh, get to attend some of their trainings, have them come down work with us. Man, that yeah, they've been a great asset for sure. Um. So with uh, with the county and you guys. Uh, how many uh, how many teams do you guys have? I know you be, back then you used to talk about, hey, if we can have team A, B, or C, and kind of kind of 
rotate, alternate. Do you guys have that now? Do you guys have that available? No, it's that we're still working on that. Okay. When I said we're we're working on the NTOA standards where we got to get to a certain number of operators, certain number of marksman observers, certain number of team leaders. Okay. Um, but like Sean was saying earlier, that Beaver team really helps amplify that when we need it in order to get to those numbers required by the National Tactical Officers Association. So. You guys are almost there, I'm assuming. When so when we work in a in a joint capacity with Beaver. Um, yeah, we're, we're right there with our numbers. Um, and so it, it fluctuates. Unfortunately, we had a, we had a drop down a tier recently, um, just because of turnover. And, and we did have, uh, like we talked about earlier, as far as, as washing guys out of the program, we, we had, we had three guys that we had to wash out, um, cause they didn't complete the basic SWAT school, which kind of, you know, it hurts our numbers, but we'd rather have, uh, qualified people than the quantity, you know what I mean? It's, oh, it's, uh, it's quality over quantity and, and those guys, you know, it, it, it hurt. It's a, it's a gut check. And, and, you know, some of them just said, Hey, this isn't for me and they're done. And, and we got other guys that are saying, Hey, no, I want to be there and I'm going to do what it takes. And you guys will see me back next year, you know? And so it, it's, it, Gosh, that's it, awesome. it's great. Mm-hmm. It's great that these guys want to come back, you know what I mean? Oh, and, yeah. and to answer Diego's question, as far as, you know, go back kind of like what it's like, um, it's, it's a, it's, it's different than any profession, right? When you go home, it's, you're done, you're over with. Um, and I see this on both sides with, with canine and SWAT, right? You, you're never, you're never off duty. Um, and, and it drives my wife crazy, you know, because you, you, <laughs> you gotta know what's going on. Right. And cause you, I mean, you come home from being gone for five days and Hey, we got something kind of kicking off and you just got to drop whatever it is you you know i, I uh, dave mcintyre used to tell me about it always seemed to happen that call outs would come on his date night you know and he'd have to turn to his wife and say hey can you call for a ride i gotta go and and, that, and that's what's expected and that's what when the commander was talking about it it being such a demand you know and and we have to have supportive families and we do have to have that because between the training the call outs the the possibility of call outs i mean you're you're adjusting your life around this all the time and so the guys that we have right now are so so dedicated to it that it's you know if i sent out a text right now and said hey i need six guys we've got to go help on a search warrant i mean my phone would blow up nonstop because they want to be there and they want to help out and so We've really just got guys right now and, and families that are that are super dedicated to making sure this program's successful. And so it's just it's it's a hundred miles an hour all the time. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So, yeah. So when so that that brings up a question that I didn't have written down. Uh when uh because you guys are always constantly training that seventy five percent, um, do you guys have something in place to kinda help the families, kinda help them out? to help them understand like, Hey, your husband or, or, or wife is, this is what, this is what is it's expected. Do you guys have something that to kind of help them or to somebody to kind of see, oversee and contact those families to make sure that they're still on board? Cause obviously, um, if your significant other's not on board, then it makes it harder to go to those trainings and then you start, you know, you start not showing up. Do you guys have something so, to kind of ease that? So that well, so that's part of our 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 interview questions. It has a lot to do with family. You know, it's how's your family, how's your support at home. Um, you know, because guys that have little kids, are, are you going to be able to? Do you do you have that support system that if you have to go and you have to go, 
you know, I mean, call our, one of our last ones we were out for, I mean, I worked 34 hours, you know what I mean? And so, um, and I, and there were several guys that were that way just cause the way the shifts work and, and whatnot. And so, um, you, initially we find out what their support system is, but no, I think that's something we definitely, we could do, do better with and, and look at someone, you know, on coming from the military, they had the, the family readiness group that was always there to, to support the family, especially when we were in stuff like that. So that might be something we want to look at. I know there's, there's a lot of wives, you know, you have those wives that have the tendency to want to look over and, and help out. And I, I know that the, the police wives have a really good networking, um, amongst themselves for that type of stuff. So, but yeah, that, that's a, that's a really good idea. Oh, that's good. Well, there you go. More work for you. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually my wife and I have talked about it quite a bit, so maybe a good time to start looking at that implementing it so let's say people make it to the SWAT team they pass the test they the interviews was good they say all right we're going to give you a chance from there what happened what happens there do they what's their next step so like after the basic SWAT school or prior to that basic SWAT no school? once they're hired uh I guess I'm talking about when they when you send do you send them to hell week Yes. So after that selection process, which usually we hold just shortly before a, uh, Utah County's hell week, as it were. <laughs> uh, yeah. So once once they pass that selection process, then we try to get them into that Utah County basic SWAT school. And then that's 100, 100 hours worth of training over five days. Is that what it I is? mean, they say 100 hours, but... And I'm not good at math, but I'm pretty sure it's 24 <laughs> hours a day yeah. for five days. Yeah, that's about it. Because even once you're once you're done at the end of the day, the end of the evolution, you're probably maybe two hours of downtime to get uh, your boots polished, yeah, your they, guns cleaned. They give you four hours, but you're required to have your uniforms up to par for inspection the next morning. Your weapons, so sleeps sleeps moving from site to site, basically. So, all right. Well, you know, I am a little biased. I am. You know, Ogden you're Metro. an Ogden dude, yeah. Ogden Metro. That's all right. I was there too. It's uh, <laughs> not everybody can be the top. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, right. That's why you know Utah County. That's why you got to pick that because you don't want to lose a whole lot of guys. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. No, those those guys have been fantastic. Yeah. There you go. No, I mean it was it was great. Like uh, this last last training that we sent there, Hell Week, we sent the guys to. Uh, my team leaders got to go and attend. Right, so they're right there beside our guys, trying to help them out with whatever they needed, and we've got a really good bond, I would say, with uh, Utah County. Yeah, they've always treated us really well. Drop of a hat, we say we need four guys next week, and they're like, "All right, done." Mm-hmm. Well, and they've in the, in the past, um, and in fact, one of the one of the schools I was mirroring, how it had been about 2014, anyways. We had a uh, it was a hostage deal up on I-15, mm-hmm. um, and so at the time, Sheriff Gower sent us all back that we're already certified um to come and help out on that and and uh, uh their commander at the time was like hey if you want me to stop school right now and send teams down to help you guys out we'll come down and help you guys out so we've always just had a really good relationship with utah county they're there i mean they're they're who you know we want to emulate and who we want to want to be because they they said in my opinion they set the standard for for SWAT in the state and probably the region. I mean, those guys are just—they don't get any better than Utah County. So, sorry, not Ogden. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. 
But um, but after they're done, uh, something the commander started out is is you know like when you get a new officer, you put them through field training, right? Um, we're gonna start doing that with our SWAT guys when they come on the team. They're gonna get teamed up with a, a senior team guy. Um, they're gonna make they're they're gonna be the ones that make sure that they got the right gear. You know, if for trainings, they're gonna make sure they're outlined when it comes to deployments. You know, they're just gonna basically help them through uh, through the first year to make sure that they're always prepared for whatever's coming. Um, and that way, and then at the, the end of that year, they're going to be evaluated to make sure that, you know, they've, they've met that standard, just like you do with the, with the new trainee, you know, make sure that they're, they're coming to the call outs, that they're achieving their 75% training, making sure that they're, you know, they're, they're helping out, that they're not, they're not tearing the team down They're you know, that they're bringing good to the team, because if they're not, I mean, that unfortunately, sometimes you just gotta, gotta let them go. And so we're, we're, yeah. we're only going to move forward. You know, we've, we've in the past we've we've moved a couple steps back and that's not fun and so we we just want to go forward and if you're the one bringing the team down it, it's unfortunate it's but it's a it's a team decision you know that's yeah. what the team wants to see is is positivity and that's one thing that, that the commander's really really done is give ownership back to the team you know it's not a, a dictatorship and, and not saying it ever has been that way but he's he's really fostered the team decision making and so even though that the command staff has an idea of what we want to see or where things want to go um at the beginning of every training we open it up for for positives negatives um at the end of every training and then at during deployments we we do an after action review and and talk about what went right what went wrong what the team wants to see and and as long as you know it's it's the right direction we 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 go the right way and so it's it's really cool for the team to have ownership in it oh yeah i mean having that having that uh, that ability to voice your opinion, your concerns to me, if I, if I was barely on the team or even if I was a seasoned guy and that was something that, that it was diligent and you just kept doing it, man, that, that would mean a lot to me because it's like, Hey, these guys do care. These guys went here and sometimes it can be, it can be silly or it sounds silly, but let's say somebody on the team brings something up and then you guys decide, Hey, that is, that's a good idea. Let's put. Let's see if we can put that into policy. How good does that guy feel? Because he's like, hey, they do. They do care, and that just. I mean, they put a, more, more of themselves into this team, and I think that's where you start getting, um, you start getting people that are selfless. I guess. Um, oh, so I, we've definitely seen that. All right, and that's a little bit of that trend that we've seen recently. Is just that's like, well, I, I'm kind of newer to the team, so I didn't want to say anything, but no we expect you to step it up i mean we may or may not buy off on it but if you got a different idea that makes makes it better we're not going to stick with that attitude of well why did you do it this way because we always have you know yeah. that's just the wrong attitude to have you're right. constantly evaluating and like i said i think i would say the teams everybody on the team's got that feeling that they have the ability to step up express you know concerns or have share ideas but they also step up and take ownership when they they mess up too you know yeah. what i mean like oh I didn't do that right yeah. I'll, I'll work on it. Yeah, to me that that is unacceptable. <clears throat> even even in, even in regular work, when they say oh, why are you doing this because it's always been done this way. To me that sounds like well maybe you don't know your policies or maybe you really don't know how these procedures work and you're just telling me that to keep me you know just to say hey get out of here we'll you know move move on. So I uh, I really I just think what you guys are doing is amazing. So um, how many people are on SWAT right now? Roughly. So roughly. we're we're so we're sitting at we're sitting at seventeen guys right now. 
Um, we've got four perspectives that'll be going through uh, go, if, if they pass the testing on Wednesday um, then they'll be going up to school in August um, Metro. it's gonna oh, be <laughs> no not on Metro it's gonna be uh, I, I think they're going through DPS so um, but no uh, it's get those guys through and and then we've got you know like i said we have those candidates that are going to come back uh, next march and test again and hopefully get some more so um I, we we we're just trying to keep building i know at the sheriff's office we we allocate 12 spots and and we're sitting about eight right now so i got four Dang. spots that i gotta fill um city's working on getting theirs up trying to get suu to to I know you got a guy that's interested, and we're hoping to yeah. pick him up soon. I hope so too. He's got a little baby, though. He's, yeah, he's uh, and, that, and that's the thing, right? That's where it comes back to family. Yeah. And and when he talked to me about it, you know, I, I mean, I can't fault a guy. You you you've got your priorities, and, and family's got to be number one. And so when he's ready, we're excited to have him because I I think he's going to be a great asset he's to us. Fantastic. Yeah, he's a yeah. I can back real, that up. Real good guy. So, yeah. um, but yeah, we're we're. We're always expanding and looking to expand, but like I said, we got a we got that standard that we got to hold to. So, no, absolutely. So, how many how many do you get? How many guys do you guys need to to be able to split that into the, the groups that we talked about a long time ago? That you, your vision. So you got seventeen right now. So to get where we want to get, uh, we've got to have three seven man teams. Um, then that's just entry teams, um, and then we've got to have six sniper observer teams. And then we've got to We're have up to 21, Sean. Just yep. And then, and then <laughs> I appreciate the help. I did go to SUU, so, you know. Um, oh, man. Burn. No. Math was not my strong suit. And my mean, professors yeah. here can attest to that. But I, I, I made my, it through. I had to take my sock off to count the I made it, so There you go. I made it through with that history degree. And luckily, math wasn't too required other there than figuring out date spans. But um, no. So, and then. Oh, commander! There are two commanders, commander and assistant commander. However, you want to look at it. Um, and then I, th I think that's it. The I, team leader for each one. Yeah, that's yeah. in the seven. Uh, yeah. So, uh, twenty-four. Twenty-four is where we're looking optimal, um, which puts us at the tier one team of the NTOA standard. So we're a little shy right now, but we're gonna get there. Uh, we're agencies are picking up great candidates, and and we're just gonna continue to build. And the you know I, I mean I. I've got right now the support that my sheriff being the former commander, you know, my boss, it, he's, he's definitely supportive of SWAT. Um, my Lieutenant, he's, he's awesome. Right. I mean, you know, being a Lieutenant, you control the budget or work a lot with the budget and that guy, even though, you know, SWAT doesn't get a huge budget because up until lately we haven't been used a whole lot, you know, and, and I kind of manage our budget for our team and I'm always going to Lieutenant and I'm like, Hey, you know, and, and he's really good to help me work through and, and find how we can make, get the biggest bang for our buck, you yeah. know, for lack of a better term. Um, but we, we've, we're working on grants to get some stuff. We just recently got a, a grant from, from firehouse subs. Um, and, and that's going to buy us a lot of, uh, communication gear that we've been lacking. Um, and so just, just having the support of, of the administrations lately has, has really helped out, you know, making sure that guys can get to that training, and and helping stand us up so it's it's been good we're, we're we're gonna get there that's great so if anybody's listening uh once this uh podcast is up i hope they're like hey maybe i do want to join just because you know just listening to you guys maybe they're like hey i think this will be a good learning opportunity because i'm assuming that you guys 
are going to know your people and you're going to say, hey, you are going to be good at this. I want, you know, kind of uh, exploiting their exp- what they're good at. Right. And uh, maybe this will be, uh, you know, one of those uh, after they retire, they can do something different, be a trainer or, or some kind of expert in something and kind of get a second life after law enforcement. Um, so with, uh, so let's say you guys go to a, um, Oh, before I go to that, Sean, I just had a, I just had a thought. <laughs> Thank <laughs> goodness. Like, Sean. <laughs> Don't hurt yourself. So I think if anybody, if anybody know, if any, anybody out there has connections, I would like to see, because obviously, I love Ogden Metro, and you, what is it, Utah County? Utah County. Utah County, I forgot the name of it. I, it's hard <laughs> to remember the standard, I get it. Yeah, 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 it's pretty low. <laughs> so I think, I think it would be awesome to get Should we Ogden, drop iPad now? I mean. Ogden Metro versus Utah County, like a, like a friendly, friendly competition. Uh, there actually is a competition yeah, right. that we'll be competing in um, in August. Yeah. August oh, yeah? is a busy month for yeah. SWAT. Apparently, that's there's a lot going on. Um, it's the Mountain, Western Mountain States Mountain SWAT. States mm-hmm. Mountain States SWAT competition, um, and teams from all over really? the country come to it. So we'll, we'll, we're going to go, and it's going to be our first year competing. We're looking forward to going up there and getting to know and take whatever we can from Dang. any of those teams. So. 48-hour time span, 18 different uh, evolutions. Um, I, I guess I do a better drop. I, Utah County's Squad A, I believe, took the championship last year. Yeah. I believe so. Or Did the it? year before. Yeah. Most wow. recent ones. Utah County. Just saying. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, like I said, we won't rub it. I, I'm, I'm partial to Ogden Metro, but like I said, I can oh, see the benefits. So. Well, people, I'm beating that dead horse later. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think I think it's, you know, it's like anything. It's wherever you go. It, I mean, high school, college, right. you know, whatever. It's, it's all the same. We just like to like to oh, yeah. throw our weight behind the where we went through, right? Because oh, where yeah. we went, yep. it's got to be the best. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, I can I can sense that Sean's very competitive. Yeah. Not at all. And Not at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Zero competition. Yeah, yeah. And, uh I'm the same way. I I think, but I think both both schools are great. Uh, they do good things, and um, I don't know. I think they're. I I think that's cool. Will they be competing in there too, or there is somebody just going to be like a host, or how does that work? So it, it's Curtis Blue Line that puts it on, so. and and so I they just open it up and and teams come out and and compete. So it's the the good thing is is it it the the environment that they foster is for teams to learn from each other you know what i mean even though it's a competition it's hey this is what we're doing over here and this is what's working for us so it's a good opportunity for us to to take from these bigger teams that do have that crazy high tempo rate you know and and our, our deployment rate and then uh you know for us where we're kind of getting a little bit more frequently used you know be like hey what this is the situation we had this is what we did and kind of talk it so it's, it's just a good time to, to get together and, and figure stuff out so that's awesome well that's good that's that's good good luck to you guys when you guys Thank go you. up there i don't i think you guys are gonna do pretty good um when you guys get a a call and it's a critical call and let's say a active shooter here at su um what is the deployment time do you do you think 
to get set up. It's it's been a lot better than when you were on the team. I guarantee that it used to be like an hour, hour and a half before you get a team assembled. But like Sean was saying earlier, man, he can drop a a message in a drop of a hat. We got six, eight guys wanting to help. Where we only need four, but uh, maybe half hour ish. Yeah, that's no, not bad. We're we're getting guys quick, you know, and and that's. Um, I'm trying to think on our our last deployment, which we kind of had a, a initial team make entry into a structure. I bet you it was from the time the page went out to getting guys on scene. We were making entry within which first 45 minutes just to clear and make sure it was safe. Um, and so it I, for SWAT. I mean, we're we're not we're not necessarily a rapid response team, right? That's that's what patrol guys are down there to deal with. Um, but we can, I mean, we can get there and we can get set up and, and take over an incident usually with, you know, coming from off duty or, you know, for us County guys, it takes us a while to get in from wherever we're hanging out yeah. in the County. And so, you know, to, to get guys on scene and be able to act within 30, 30, 45 minutes, it's, it's pretty, it's impressive. Uh, I know back in the day when I first got on SWAT, we were sending second, third and fourth pages like, Hey, we need guys. We need guys. We need guys. And now, I mean, even for a training, I could say, hey, I need need a, a stick or something. And it, my phone wouldn't stop. Hey, am I too late? Am I too late? Dang, that's exciting. So it's that good. So awesome. Yep. So exciting. Well, uh, I hope the Iron County, the citizens of Cedar, our surrounding areas know what they got. Because uh, it's, and also here on SEU, like if we ever had an incident, I am comfortable knowing that or i feel good knowing that you guys will be here fast and uh we'll be able to take care of whatever threat or situation occurs here on campus or around cedar or beaver brian head uh burl i think i said that yeah burl 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 barrel barrel barrel. it depends on where you're from hurricane hurricane right right yeah so all right well thank you guys for being here and uh and good luck in August. Maybe we'll bring you guys back to give us a an update on how it went, and and maybe one of these days you guys can host one here. There we go. go that ahead. would be that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. We'll yeah. keep on pushing forward. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thank you guys once again. This is uh, Phoenix One and uh, Nate Sergeant Nate Williams and uh, and uh, Sean Peterson, K Nine, co leader of the K Nine. <laughs> <laughs> And Diego, man of many words, he was just like, man, I don't know what else to say. He's just hungry. Yeah, he's he's hungry now. Yeah, that's right. Needing a hot dog. Okay, well, well thank th- you guys. Thank and, you, uh, Lieutenant. Yeah, we'll bring you. We'll bring you back, and then uh, next time we'll talk about canines. Okay, sounds All right, good. Thank you guys.